Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. Moves up and takes the lead, but Mr. Brightside's challenging. Mr. Brightside up to Alligator Blood, Cascadian late. Mr. Brightside in front, and Mr. Brightside side has won the mile from Cascadian, the inevitable. He's three on Beauty Eternal, then came Mamur, next in there to Soul Rush, but it's Golden 60 for Hong Kong, four on Voyage Bubble, that's not a whip, that's a wand, that ride from Vincent is magic, Golden 60. Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face at the 150, Animo takes the lead from Zaki, Alligator Blood, I'm Thunderstruck, but it's Animo clear, I'm Thunderstruck late, Animo holding G'day listeners and welcome to a massive edition of the Racing Previews podcast. We are previewing Blue Diamond Stakes Day back at Caulfield and we're very excited. First time listeners, I'm your host, my name is Ben Kaluzzi. I'm joined by Will Alford, Nick McWalter and Julian Valance. We had him on a year ago and we had him on Everest weekend and I reckon the last time we spoke to you on the podcast, it was a bit of a funny episode and Nico was looking for uh, his apartment that seemingly didn't exist. <laughs> It's fair uh, to say Jordan. it probably didn't exist, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still looking for it. Yeah. It was good times. I'm glad to be back. Thanks for the thanks for the invite, boys. No worries at all. One thing I will say about the promotion of uh, this podcast is Jules is a very well-kept man. We all know that. But it's it's still still extremely difficult to find some photos of him online. Social media presence these days, he's, he's gone off the radar. Yeah, I went off the grid. Went off the grid. I I dipped my toe into the water for Twitter to try and promote obviously Foxcatcher, and um, that was one hell of a ride. And then uh, just sort of flowed into the Foxcatcher betting uh, Twitter handle, which has been good. But nah, it's um, you meet some some good people, so uh, and some strange characters too. Yeah, well, we're probably you know that's okay. It's okay to be strange in every unique kind of way. It makes a lot of people to get the world around, and probably a few. On this podcast, that probably a little bit strange as well. That's why I enjoy coming on it. That's why I enjoy coming me. On it. Good fun. Oh, fantastic! All right, let's not uh, waste let's, too let's much fi- time. Let's find a winner or two, because uh, I'm sure we've all got plenty of thoughts around this card. Three Group Ones, Jules. Let's start with the track, because everyone's obviously interested in hearing a bit of your intel. Rail True last meeting goes out four 
on Saturday. Any thoughts around how it might play? I've noticed it's a soft five at the moment, so there's plenty of juice in the track. Yeah, it looks like they put 16 mils last 24 hours, 56 for the week. You'd think they'd put more on again tonight, tomorrow, after probably the day we had today, very windy. That's going to dry that soft five out pretty quick. Um, fascinated that they've gone out four. Um, just almost like, they're, are they chasing their tail a little bit because we're really worried that it's going to play like how we expect Caulfield to play, which is mm. fine because that's what we expect. So, I don't know. I think it's a little bit buyer beware. I'm slightly concerned that there's going to be a lot of water. There might be, it might be that sort of soft five, good four is rail off. God, I hope not, but um, and I hope it just plays as Caulfield plays. And when that happens, it's straight and it's great for punters and we love it. Um, 15 to 25K southerly as well, boys. Um, track map people out there would understand that that actually is a tailwind in the chute, which can assist those horses on speed as well, especially around those chute races. So, look, we need it to get up to 25 plus for it to have impact, but it is more impactful core field than if you were to say there was a 25-kilometre wind at Mooney Valley. I think Mooney Valley's a little bit protected around with that legend sort of area around the back. So Caulfield's the one place, especially in the shoot, that I think it really does get impacted if we get to 25Ks. So I think it assists on-speed horses, how I think it's going to play from a shoot perspective. I actually think it's going to be, when the rail goes out four, quite even. Um, like worse than midfield, we usually say that's just gonzo, but... It's okay. It can sort of be in the positive. I will say, though, with the way the wind is, leaders plus, 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 I'll be sort of sticking up for them a little bit. And circle, I think, heavily. First sort of three, four in running, I think a major advantage on Saturday. So that's for the circles. That's how I'm starting. And, you know, obviously three races in, you can sort of get a guide and you can um, move on that and have some agility. But that's my starting point, boys. It's tricky, though, because the four-metre rail at Caulfield doesn't happen very often at all. Like, it barely ever happens. Yeah, it's a good shout. And so but when I run my numbers, I'm sort of working off probably a three to five sort of yeah. situation like that. Just I'm yeah. not banging on zero or banging zero, like, yeah. it all into four. There's just not enough sample size to get good data on that anyway, Will. So it's a good, yeah. it's a really good point because they usually really run at sort of three and six when they go out that's what they sort of usually work off out three then they go out six and things like that so out fours probably doesn't have big sample size but sort of working off if it's good enough for out three it's probably good enough for out four yeah banging zero that's uh words i never thought would come out of (laughs) julian valance's mouth yeah (laughs) banged a lot of things worse let's let's move on Let's go to race four is our starting point. The Zedative Stakes, 1,200-meter group three for the three-year-olds. Brave Mead is $2.80 favorite off the last start win. Don Corleone is $5.50. Mahaba, $8.00. Pivot City, $8.50. Legacy is $9.00. And Ray Koki is $9.50. Uh, I'll kick us off here. I've got two bets. I've backed Pivot City at double figures. Um, look, the market has a big opinion of this horse, and he's probably yet to prove it right just yet. But I thought he was extremely unlucky last start at the Valley. I know it was only a low race, but we see time in, time out. 
these class horses get stuck around the 955 or the 1,000 metres at the Valley. We've seen as Fura be a train wreck around the 955. She's second favourite in an Oakley plate. And I just think he's got more to give. Uh, they don't trial much better than this horse did or, or jump out in the lead up to this. And I'm really excited to see him up to 1,200 metres. The other horse I'm backing is Mahaba. Uh, this horse has been jumping out well himself. He's actually beaten Brave Mead before, and I thought it was fair and square the last time they met. Uh, he actually got on. I know Brave Mead was a little bit wide in that race, but this horse got onto heels. He got checked. He had to go back. He went through the field, and he beat Brave Mead fair and square. Uh, he draws for the beautiful run here in five, and he does have form around a good horse in Arsho Nacho. So you can tie that in with King's Gambit. I'm unstoppable. Those three-year-olds, I just thought $8 is too big for him. Brave Mead can obviously win, but barrier 11 of 11 does mean he's probably not going to get the absolute dream run he got last start. I thought it was a bit of a barrier trial win. Uh, Stepardi pulled his head off, and then you had horses like King Colorado, not 1,200-meter horses. So if Brave Mead gets the right run, obviously he can win. He's a deserved favorite, but I wanted to be against him here and, and back to it. Nearly double, uh, double figure odds. I'll go, because Benny and I are singing from the same hymn book here. Um, I'm Pivot City Mahaba as well. I don't need to waste any more time for all the same reasons you've outlined. I wanted to take uh, the two ahead of them uh, in the market on. Brave Mule, I think he was pretty blessed last start uh, to win. (laughs) Well, yeah, he's not a complete mule, but he's a mule in my narrative, so that's what I'm going to push. Um, I think he was blessed last start, and I don't. I don't think he's going to have the same favours here. And for some reason, the market always loves Don Call. You know, and I, I, he's just one of these horses that wears the pretty colours. That's no fucking good, in my opinion. But um, yeah. Anyway, one win from eleven starts. He'll be one win from twelve starts, and he'll just keep on pretending that he does. But um, yeah, I'm pretty keen to be with Mahaba and Pivot City. Massive jockey change for Mahaba, so I'm uh, I'm all for that. <laughs> Jules, any thoughts on this race? Yeah, a few thoughts. Um, I reckon Brave Mead, they've decided they, they really wanted to push to get to a mile for whatever, you know, to try and, you know, maybe get a Guineas win, and that's understandable in that early time as a three-year-old in the spring. I think they've probably realised he's a sprinter, and I think they've probably trained him through the autumn to be that. He was impressive to the eye, but the numbers didn't really back it up, I don't think. Um last start when he was first up, but it was still a pretty good win. I think the map doesn't worry me for him because he can sit out wide at Caulfield, no dramas, especially with the southerly, there's no issue. Uh, so that's not a problem. I just can't get him as short as the market. I can't back him, but I've got him favourite and I can understand why he would be. I just think we need to more or less take a new book with Brave Mead and just think I think they tried to push him to a distance that he probably wasn't comfortable with. Now they've realised he's a 1,200 metre horse. There's a, there's a new set of sort of um, rules, I think, for him. Uh, I, I, I just got messed up with the race. I think there's so many horses that got ability. I think Pivot City's one. I agree with everything you say. I think Legacies is not the worst in the world. Uh, a horse like Wolfie is a real watch runner, I think, if you get any money for it. Um, it's. I thought it all came really quick for it. And it could be a horse that actually improves for the autumn. We know some of these early three-year-olds just don't get it in the spring and then they just flourish in the autumn. He could be one of them. Um, sort of agree 
uh, with Nico there with Don Corleone, like trials like a champion. Uh, and more from a map point of view from me here, he probably has to get three back rail. Don't know if he's quick enough to hold. He could, but, you know, a horse like Hello World, I think he's got the fitness probably crosses, gets a bit sticky then. So, in essence, I'm not playing, but I just think we have to be just a little bit respectful of Brave Mead that I reckon they've changed everything about him and now he's going to be just sort of set for 1,200-metre races. Yeah, yeah I thought he, um, he sort of broke the race up 28 in the fall and... Um... Well, they, they sort of let him get away with it a little bit. So I think I think he might regress on the rating that he did. If he runs the rating he did last time or even improves on, he, he probably wins here. I can see that. But I can't back him at $3. I, there's three horses that I, I have that are like potential bets. Um, Pivot City, Rio Kiki, and Hello World. I think they all... I think they're all quite talented. I think Hello World's a nice horse. One fast time at Mooney Valley, Pivot, Pivot City... The market obviously has gone to a good level and it has shown ability, especially on debut. And Rio Kiki was a big firmer at Sandown the other week and um, ran fast time as well. Sweet so th- th- those are the three that I sort of want to... I-, I just want to be around the favourite. I think it's more like a $4.20 chance. And Yeah, I agree with that. I might can bang on four bucks. So, yeah, I'm sort of with you there with price-wise for Brave Men. All righty, something for everyone there. Let's move on to race five. It is the Autumn Classic 1,800-metre Group two for the three-year-olds. Caracas, well-backed into $4. Immediacy, $4.80. Shares the same line with United Kingdom. Sox Nation, goods last start at the Valley, $5.50. Dunbelieven, $12. And just a boom, $12. But I reckon you're keenest here. You've got a, a nice dual bet play. Yeah, well, it's an awful group two, but it's a great betting race because I think United Kingdom and Caracas, like, I think it's like best bet of the day is to just bracket bet the both of them, I think, uh, big splits. And I think they're both going places that the other ones aren't. I, I respect immediacy is probably at the right price, but horses like Sox, Sox Nation, Just a Boom, I think they, they both both would probably be, a, be about um, twice the price they are. And I think there's a there's value in United Kingdom and um, Caracas, I think. Um, I, yeah, it's mainly just the last 400 metres Caracas run at Packenham was enormous. And um, the, the, I think... United Kingdom Betfair SP was like a dollar forty two on debut, and the, the last four hundred meters after it had to be taken back from the wide gate was just ridiculous. So, um, yeah, th- those are the two, and you get Damien Lee and Mark Zara, and I think Caracas might even go close to leading. He showed speed out of the barriers, but they restrained it from the wide gate. So, um, yeah, I think there's a, I think those those, those are clearly the two in the race, and I respect immediacy. Just to, like it thinks about the right price, don't want to back it. Jules, what are your thoughts on this race? Because I yeah, don't think I it's an interesting one. I agree with Will 100%. They're the best two horses in the race eventually. I think, you know, if you look at it and you go, geez, I, I don't know if they're going to be Sydney Derby horses, but like the SA Derby, yeah. I think they'd be right up there, Ali, these kind of two horses. Um, agree with everything Will says. They're monster last 400s. But then I look at it and I go, Caracas is going to have to show gate speed or gate two is going to be the worst thing possible. You know, three back, four back rail. They're all sort of going to be tightly packed. Just don't know if there's going to be space for it. United Kingdom, right draw, goes back. But I look at it as a horse and I go, just it's just Caulfield's not its go. It's eventually going to be a big track horse. Um, but I think they're the two that I take out of the race. And I, then I look at the race and I go, yeah, but what do I want to back? Um, they're the two I sort of want to play with. I'm hard against immediacy. I know it gets the blinkers first time. It's got the pinker fence. But I'm against it. And 
this horse is not ever going to get to the heights, I think, of the other two that we spoke about. But Sox Nation, I just think, sits outside lead and can control this race. I don't think it's got anywhere near the ability, eventually, as the other two, as I've stated. But it's all about right time, right place to win a certain race. And I just it just then makes it a little bit concerning for me with Sox Nations. It's going to have that map advantage over, over those other two. So they're the three I'm sort of working on, happy to lay every other one of them. I think one of those three wins, and if Sox Nation wins, it's just purely around Caulfield, map position. Um, and the other two, I think, will be the horses you want to follow coming out of the race. Yeah, so good. Nico, do you have any thoughts? Because uh, I was all ears there and uh, nothing much to add. Nico, you're stuck on mute. Come on, mate. <laughs> Come on, mate. First day on the job. I'd have clicked it and I double clicked it. By um, yeah, I I take on all points that Bot and Jules have said. And yeah, there's, I don't have a firm opinion in the race, so I'm probably not going to have a bet. But there's been, I respect what Bot's got to say, and he's with Caracas and United Kingdom. I think United Kingdom's a good horse. I think it was probably circumstantial last start that he had to get as far back as he wanted. Um, Malum sort of alluded to the fact that um, he could be more forward, but he's also a big, gross horse. Having his second start around Caulfield could be a bit sticky um, if he wants to flop out the back again. But, yeah, no, I don't really have a fair opinion. Sox Nation, as Jewel said, isn't isn't the best horse in the race, but he might just be best suited. Yeah, definitely not one of a, a Nico and Ben race, put it that way. Yeah. Let's go to race oh, like six. Even, even just a boom, like he's big odds and he won last start. Like he's twelve dollars. She, I reckon. At least you know. At least you know he gets around Caulfield. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's go to the Peter mate. Young, eighteen hundred meter Group Two. We see the return of a weight for age star. His name is Gold Trip. Two dollars sixty from Campionessa. Three dollars. Zenzala. Six dollars fifty. Foxy Cleopatra. Eight dollars. And Vion Declare. Seventeen dollars. So we see two Melbourne Cup winners uh, here, which is mm. quite rare. Um. The six-day subs, we have backed Gold Trip at $4.60 in the all-in markets. I concede that the map is tricky here. He's drawn 10. He's going to flop out near the back, and he's going to have probably a stack of work to do. But his fresh form is actually severely underrated. In this race last year, he ran a monster race. Um, who was the horse he ran second to? Steinem. Steinem, ran a monster race behind Steinem off a very fast tempo where deny knowledge that the saddle slipped and Keats was in that race as well. Ran huge. Still in the fucking fetal. Yep. When I laid in the place. <laughs> yeah. I think we got that one wrong. And then first up, last preparation, I know it was only a benchmark 100, but it was a good race at the Valley and he was unlucky. Dead set, carried 62 kilos, was running through them and should have finished even closer than what he did. He was only beaten a length by Young Werther, who was unlucky in Australia. Uh, sorry, not in Australian Cup, in the Champions the champion, Champions uh, Stakes over 2000 at Flemington. Uh, I think we can go back here and still round them up. I thought $3 for Campionessa is getting extremely short, even though she's the map horse. She only, like punters will see that she was only beaten half by Legato last start, but I don't think Legato is a 2,000-meter horse and I just think her form is clearly inferior. So Gold Troop is skinny enough now. I think he'll get back out to 3, 3.50 on the day just with the mappers wanting to take him on. And from there, I'm happy to back him. Mm, I reckon Foxy Cleopatra 
can um, run a race it's, for the Dynamo. It's the one they'll steam. I don't know, I but I, I yeah, I think yeah, Gold Trip's obviously too short, and um, can't. Well, it depends which way you look at it. I, I just think he's going to get too far back, and and he probably runs. He, he can win, obviously, but like I don't want to lame or anything. But um, yeah, at the price anyway. I just wanted to be around him, and um, even even a horse like Shiraz can sprint well fresh. Um, and obviously, it ran third in Melbourne Cup last time. It's a good horse. It just um. Yeah, maybe it needs a, a softer track, but um, yeah, if I was going to have a bet in the race, it'd be Foxy Cleopatra, but um, I'm not, I'm not forcing it here. Yeah, Gold Trip also them. gets the um the glue on shoes off uh, here, so obviously all is good with the feet. Jules, what were your thoughts around this race, mate? Yeah, I sort of agree with you. It's tricky. Um, Gold Trip's the best horse in the race. I sort of marked him that around the price he is, but I. I won't be backing him and purely off the fact that there's just no speed here. I mean, to be honest, with the blinkers first time, does Foxy Cleopatra, do they actually have a crack and actually try? I thought they were him? going to lead last start. What's that, sorry? I thought they were going to lead last start. Yeah, yeah. Well, they drew the inside there as well. So I think now when you go blinkers first time and you're having a crack in this kind of race, mm. you, you, you can't you can't be negative. So I'm sort of thinking, well, does it go forward and give itself a chance to win the race? But i just got mm. no much, not much speed in it. Um, Gold Trip's going to get back to last. I mean, you can say he's too short or it doesn't work out for him. This horse won a Turnbull like Farlap. Like, he's mm. he's just got length on them. But as I say, there's just too many other factors involved that I just don't want to play. But he comes out and wins by three. I don't think anyone's shocked. Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah. I sort of think $3 is probably fair for him. I've got my queries about his feet still... Even though the shoes are off, all that rubbish. I've the talks already started this week that if it's too firm, they're going to scratch all this rubbish. I just, I don't know. It leaves me ill feeling. That's the whole reason I didn't back him all in, just because you just never know with these horses with their feet issues. If it gets firm, which it could, it's another way to do your dough. I've, we've had a couple of sick beats with a few all in bets. That were led led astray. Um, yeah, so I haven't had a bet yet. I think if you get three dollars and there's enough cushion in the ground and you can sort of make make enough ground, um, I think he's he's worthy of a bet. Foxy Cleopatra is the one that I think the market will come for. I don't want any part of Campionessa, but um, as Jules said, blinkers on. Foxy Cleopatra. They all the talk is they want to get her to an Australia Cup, so she needs to be going very close here if she's going to be going to a race like that to. To have a little heart broken by Mr. Brightside, I would have thought. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Three dollars triple go there as well, I reckon. Australian yeah, Cup, a tissue, there'll be a few others. Let's move on to the first group one of the day. It is the Futurity Stakes, Group One, fourteen hundred meters, Mr. Brightside, a dollar fifty, Attrition eight fifty, Nugget nine fifty, Pericles eleven dollars, and Buffalo River, massive last start. He's eleven dollars. Jules, I'll throw to you firstly. Uh, I reckon you were back in Mr. Brightside in this very race last year. He's come a long way since then, hasn't he? Yeah, he's just he's just foolproof, isn't he? It doesn't matter where 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 what happens with him. He puts himself on speed, and he the record shows that um, there's not many a more honest horse in the game. And now he's sort of stamped himself as you know one of the best in the country. So I think the team's done a great job with him. Um, but it just also goes to show you can set your horse in the first four or five. Usually, have a massive advantage in these kinds of big races. That's been the difference. I don't even know if he's improved. I think it's just they started putting him forward in his races. 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, and here again, like, probably the three-year-old goes forward. Hey, Fat Cat, Buffalo River probably sits outside. But I, I see Brightside probably getting the 1-1. One, one. So, again, it sort of sets up pretty well. No spoil on the price. Two's on. That seems about right. Um, just one horse that I'm really interested to see, and he's never one that I've really been able to find, but Attrition won that Turak and he was it was only a four-run prep in the spring, which I love now for the autumn. It's like he could be the one that actually really explodes as a horse. Like it's, it's just a light campaign he had in the spring where all these others just see the money and continue to go, go, go. I think he's been really well looked after. They could have kept going after Turak. They didn't. Um, he's just one that doesn't wouldn't surprise me. Like if you have got two fifteen, two twenty, the place that interests me about that. Um, but I expect Brightside to win. But I think Attrition's the one that in this race is the one that I think can give him the most scare. And I know the map's awful for him, and I think they probably have to go back to last. But um, hopefully, it's a tight, compact race. And I know at the moment Robbie Langs are really taking off and taking the guts out of a lot of horses. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with the three-year-old. Um, on the back up again. So that's going to be interesting for those horses that are first up, that if Robbie Lang decides to do that with Fat Cat, then a few might be struggling early. Um, but yeah, Trishan's the one I want to just want to keep an eye on because I think he might be the most improved horse out of the spring possibly. Yep. Mm. You've, uh, you've circled the two runners that I am as well. I think there's one and a half chances. You've named them both. I'm on Mr. Bright. I'm I'm convinced I've got this race by the balls. Back Mr. Brightside all in at two twenty-five, and I've got four dollars twenty the place attrition, and I've had something really small to win. We wish Brett Norton good luck. Good friend of the show. He is a part owner of attrition, and you know you don't want to get too hyped up in what trainers are saying and, and all the the glitz and glamour, but they say he has improved this preparation and they're what you say, Angels. They, they've really looked after him and he's definitely the one who can explode. Mr. Brightside, well, that was the win of a CH word first up. Like he had no right to win that. We were on course and he was scrubbed up from the 800 prior to Jenny and Buffalo River really clicked up the tempo and he was probably still underdone there. Uh, he gets the winkers on here. He missed the start there. So you envision that he'll be more forward in the run and obviously with added fitness, he's the clear right favourite. Dollar uh, fifty seems just about right. I could probably mark him a little bit shorter than that. But Attrition, uh, he's been jumping out like a very good horse. He was only two lengths off Mr. Brightside in a Memsey, and he had a much tougher run than him the last time they, they met in the spring. So I think it's a dead set two-horse race or one and a half. As I said, I think Mr. Brightside wins. I think Attrition runs top three, and I think we take it to the bank, hopefully. Yep. He just has to turn up and he'll win on Saturday, Mr. Beat. Um, oh, yeah, I I think that the CH word, I, I'm happy to give it to him now. That was a champion, the win of a champion last start. Like, he flopped out the back, mind you, to the punters at home listening, five minutes, ten minutes before the race. I have never seen someone pour cold water on a horse as Tice did, he was just in. The, he was into me and my old man. He just said, "No, nah, he's out. He's unfit. He's this. He's that. He can't win." Yada yada yada. So I'm fucking. I, I was. I had a few drinks by this point in time, so I was starting to stress a little bit. I'm like, "Oh fucking, here we go. This is going to be fantastic." And then he flopped out the gates, and I'm like, "All right." And then the, then he was under pressure from the 800, and I'm like, "Oh fucking hell, here we go. Here we go again. He's just going to peak that last hundred. But 
that last hundred meters, he he really pinned his ears back, and he and he just knows where the post is. And I'm I'm a firm believer that um, he just doesn't want to. He just refuses to lose a dogfight, and that's just just an unreal quality to have in a horse. Not many of them have it. So um, yeah, I just think he should jump better um, on Saturday. He should put himself in a better position and and leave himself a little bit less work to do. But um. Yeah, this is a far easier race than probably what he faced that he's faced for a while, really. Um, so he should just be going here and winning, and and I'm really excited for the All Star Mile in three weeks' time. Mm, yeah, well, are you back to get him beat? No, I have him a dollar fifty-four, so <laughs> I will I will not be betting. But you know, if he gets to dollar fifty-five, then I'll have a I'll have a long hard. <laughs> oh, shut no, up. I'm joking. Oh, you keep. <laughs> Just have a bet for fuck's sake. No, anything to add, bet you with twos on, huh? Anything to add? No, like he's Mr. Brightside. He's he 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 just wins. Like he's yeah, he deserves to be twos on. <laughs> well, sorry, what do you want me to say? Oh no, that's that's better than the tripe that you usually fucking dish up when he's going to go around and try and spin some narrative that he's vulnerable. So that's I'm glad you've fucking woken up. To be honest, that's fantastic. He's coming out of a brutally run race, but I don't know. They, these really good horses, they seem to handle it a, a lot better than your average Joe, I would have thought. I don't know. I've got limited exposure to horses, but he didn't look like he took too ill effect when he's bucking and branding and doing zoomies around his paddock. It looked like he's taken too much of a hit. See, Jules, you don't get this narrative anywhere else. No, uh, zoomies. That's a new one. I'm using that. Haven't you, seen, using haven't you that. seen the horses do zoomies? When no, I try not to look at too much thing zoomies, but um, I'm now heavily involved in zoomies. That's, whether that's also illicit, I'm not sure, but um, I'm going to be finding out in due course. We can, yeah. we can make it. All right. Nico and I will be doing zoomies around the Caulfield Mountain Yard if he can salute. Very good. Race eight, the Blue Diamond Stakes, the one we've all been waiting for, Victoria's Premier. Two-year-old race, Group 1, 1,200 metres. Coleman is the $4 favourite from Lady of Camelot. Looks the likely leader, $4.80. Bodyguard, he's out to $7.50. Stewards notification came through today. He is showing signs of lameness, so hopefully all is good there. And he yeah, gets the green ticket of approval tomorrow morning. High octane, $8. And these are 10 Then you're out to Kuryanagi, 16 Stay focused, 17 And Hayasugi, 17 as well. Jules, uh... Gee, this is hard, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. These two-year-olds, I think, are going to be a really good batch. I mean, we know um, the one that won the Magic Millions and there's the Golden Slipper favourites are really good horse. But these are quality horses as well. So you just hope that they continue to progress three-year-old and we get, you know, some good racing going forward. So I'm excited about this crop. And I think this is a really good race. I mean, full disclosure, I'm very, very loath to play in two-year-olds until the grand final. So the previews, the preludes, I just watch, watch, watch. Just no need to bet in those because two factors. It's not their grand final. This is where they need to peak. And also you just don't know what, what we haven't really seen. Trials are one thing, but you know, you gotta take much take as much out of it. Quick question for you just on that. Are you yeah. a, a fan or not a fan that we don't get to see them at twelve hundred metres before the blue diamond? Um oh, I don't, it, it's something that doesn't really worry me. I mean, at the end of the day that comes down to piece of the puzzle that we want to work out. I mean, that's probably more for trainers um, that they would prefer a 1,200-metre race. Um, but for me, 
yeah, it, it's never affected me in terms of having a bet in the Blue Diamond. I love backing horses in the Blue Diamond. Yeah. I think, you know, you, you can really work out what's gone good in your eye compared to what's possibly the the weaknesses in the market. Map's always so important. Um, and this one's just really competitive. Like, I, I really want to play in the race, but playing, I'm sort of going to have to play deep and, and play a few. Uh, the one hole, I reckon, in the market's bodyguard. I just think it had every favour last start. And it's going to get every favour again on Saturday. Absolutely every favour again. Um, oh, maybe, if he gets there. Yeah, and that's the disappointing thing too. So I'm sort of, I'm not, you, know, you never wish ill upon any horse or anything like that, but I want this horse to get there just for the sake that I think it's going to, you know, it keeps market percentage there uh, from a perspective. So um, obviously the connection is that you want it to run as well. But but from a punting perspective, I really want it to run. Um I've just got a big number of Lady of Camelot. That Sydney effort was just enormous. Um, but similarly, Coleman, you know, th- that was a big performance as well. And you, you can say, oh, you've got to start picking holes in them. The one negative probably for me for Coleman is 2,000, two 1,000 metre races. And now got to get high pressure 1,200. Is that going to be a chink in its armour? But everything I've seen from it suggests it won't be an issue. Um, Matt's Doesn't perfect seem probably gets on the back of bodyguard or something like that, or even a knees up. Um, you know, and then there's some other horses, you know, that I, I'm sort of half keen on. Like Stay Focus has got plenty of ability. They might just ride it purely out the back and then just go, let it go and see what it does. We know it does bucket loads wrong. But if they go berserk, it could be one that could float over the top of them. Uh, a horse like Fearless is the same sort of setup as well. i got respect for uh, Matisse as well. Uh, and even the 14, the one above it. So that's what I'm talking about. It's a deep race. Um, it's a good race. Uh, I'm excited about it. But Lady Camp of Camelot is going to be the one that they're going to have to run past. That camp, that number, it's going to be hard to do it, I think. Well, she just does it at both ends as well. Like, it's not like she's fallen in a hole late. Like, she's there's enough substance to think that she can do it. Yeah, I mean, that but... number, I think it was three quarters of a second quicker than Prost on the same day, but mm. the last 400, 200, very good compared to today as well. So it backs up your, what you're saying, Nico. So, um, yeah, it's it's just a, a bloody good race. And if this track race is how we think Caulfield's going to race, it's going to be mighty hard to run down. Well, Benny, Benny made a good point today when I was talking to him about it. I was surprised that Gay's never won a diamond. And I said, there's always this thing that everyone only cares about the slipper and the diamond sort of, out of sight, out of mind, and it's you know, no one never, no one never normally sends an A grader there. But I said to Benny, I said, well, with Storm Boys sitting at home, you've nearly got to send an A grader down to the diamond this year because you know he's A plus 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 a couple potentially. So I think um, I think she could be top gravy, Lady of Camelot. Disclose her, we're we're on a little bit better price than than what she currently is, and I still think if you're not on, I still think she's close to my top tip. I, I can't really split Lady of Camelot and Coleman. I think um I think Coleman's got a lot of substance from what you were referring to earlier, but I don't think he's a squib. I think I think he could even be a bomb fourteen hundred meter horse in time, just like his dad was. Pierrata's best distance was probably fourteen hundred I, I reckon. Um bodyguard I've I've got a good opinion of, but you never like to see uh never like to see this lameness little cloud pop up. Um, I, I wanted to sort of be against high octane. I think all this dribble that 
yes, he was unlucky last start, but I don't, I don't think he would have beaten Bodyguard. I think Bodyguard's probably still got his measure with even running. And I think there's one there's one horse in this race at a big, big price, which is a blowout. We've been with him before. Traffic Warden, he ran second to Stormboy on, on debut. He came down to Caulfield um, and won pretty good. And then it's very rare that you get a bad ride from Nash, but he, he fucking slaughtered him last start. <laughs> really, like... He should have beaten Fearless and Pross. So if you're going on that, well, you know, Pross is a couple of lengths inferior to, to Lady of Camelot, we believe, at this point in time. Well, he's not a, if he's a couple of lengths off Lady of Camelot, he's not a fifty one dollar chance. So um yeah, he's gonna have to cut he's gonna have to be back and swoop and have a last crack at him, but I, I do think um he's got ability, so it might not be on Saturday, but I think he's he's got his fair share of talent, so yeah, looks to be a cracking race, but a few chances for me. Will I've probably got the least to say, so you go next. Uh, yeah, I think I think there's probably value in not not massive, but both Coleman and Lady of Camelot. I think, uh, yeah, I, I sort of I was tossing up my thoughts on Bodyguard, but I, I decided I don't like him. I just I don't know. I, it, I, I like I really couldn't. It's hard to form a strong opinion, but I just think there's there's a bit unseen with Coleman, and I think I think twelve hundred meters is probably a positive for him. I think like just the just the sort of the way he does it. I don't know, but um, Lady of Camelot obviously ran really fast time, and and even a horse like Matisse um ran some massive splits, and and also down the page, I think it's first emergency in her in her eyes um ran some nice splits as well, and, and can settle more forward, um. Yeah, I um, it's a really good race, and I'd say it's probably an above average blue diamond. Definitely better than last year's. But um, if I was going to push anyone into a, a bet, I'd probably say Coleman would the favourite. I think I think he's um, yeah, like a, a good 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 enough bet. Like it's it's not it's not last year where I was declaring um, what was it, Steel City, um, mm. who's oh, still hasn't got out. <laughs> um, but but yeah, Coleman Coleman's a, a nice enough bet. I thought. Yeah. Uh, cracking diamond. Uh, I don't have a real firm opinion. As Nico alluded to, we're on Lady of Camelot, $13. We probably should have had a bigger bet than what we did. But happy enough there. Coleman, gee, what a return he was. Albeit he did have favours that day. Like the rail was out nine metres and Anisa, you know, was a bit of an STI first up. Frosty just ridden really, really cold. She finished off all right, but... He was still a better last 200 metres than her, so that's what has me thinking that he still is a genuine better horse than her and I doubt 1,200 metres slows him down. Uh, I think Bodyguard is getting out to a respectable enough price and I think he'll run a strong 12, but this lameness issue is is uh, it's never ideal, is it? So those are what I'm circling my thoughts around. Lady of Camelot is already a result for me. Coleman is already a result for me uh, if Brightside wins. <laughs> And I think that the two roughies are number 10, Fearless, and number seven, Traffic Warden. Uh, both wide gates, but they do bring uh, that decent Sydney form. So that's where my mind is right now. Let's move on to the Oakley Plate 1,100-metre Group 1 handicap. And King's Gambit carries 50 kilos. Drawn Barrier 1, he's the $4.40 favourite from Asfura, $6. Sharipa, $8.50. Benedetta, $9.00. Uh, Ray Magnerio, $10. That seems a bit short. Kalos, 14 Hypothetical, 14 as well. Jules, it's fair to say they're going to go like Oakley Platers here. Yeah, they 
Ah, I suppose, but I just have to say it. That's all. Yeah, nah, it's, it's an interesting term they use. Um, yeah, uh, they will, I suppose, with Asfura drawing wide and and probably hypothetical, it probably forces the issue for horses like Recommendation and Najim Sahail to have to hold a spot. I don't think they're going to go absolutely ballistic, um, but who knows? You just never know. Moment in time, like you know, that moment could be brought into the narrative and then obviously the jockeys do want to take off and and that's their best chance to be able to win. Um, Jeez, I wish it drew six plus King's Gambit and it hasn't, so you have to move on from that. Can't wish anything in this game. Um, It's got 50 kilos. It's a three-year-old taking on the older horses. Um, It's got absolutely panels on this. It is a really good racehorse that just has taken a long time to work it out. I was hard against it when it was, I think, first up at Caulfield. It was a short price favourite. It was backed off the map, five to two into something like 15 to eight or something. It was really well backed. I thought I was clearly wrong. It got beat because it did so many things wrong. Well, that might have been up Flemington Strait or something. I think. Flemington. It was up the mm. Flemington Strait and it did everything wrong. And then it went to Rose Hill and it was a really slowly run race. And it's just last 400, 200 was just unbelievable. Um, the other factor you've got to put into this is the camp. They are so smart with what they do with these horses to place them correctly. If they wanted to have this horse second up, they would have found a race for it. Like I think it's rated 94 or 95 or something. There's a thousand races they could have gone with King's Gambit to just have it set up to then go second up and, and do whatever. They've decided to be first up. Um, it's just got the best turn of forward. It's just the best horse in the race, in my opinion. And there's going to be plenty of opinions against that. Um, I'm really keen to have a bet, King's Gambit. But I know that I'm going to be in the lap of the gods. That's the way it is. It probably has to be three-back rail. could even be four-back rail. And four-back rail's a death knell. Can't probably win from there. Three-back rail, you've got to hope a horse like Cumin or something like that can take you into the race and then... Jamie gets luck at the right time, which, you know, just may not happen. And that's that's the joy of punting. You go in there with that uh, understanding. But he's the one that I'm mad keen on. Um, I think he wins. So just yep. to pick your brain for a, for a sense here, Jules. So yep. knowing all these things that he might be three or four back defence, are you still going to have the same bet that you would knowing that as you would if he was to map perfectly or are you staking a little bit less knowing that you could have you could be looking through your hands and yeah and I'll be position. I'll be looking through my hands absolutely but I've marked him three dollars fifty so I'll be backing yeah. accordingly when there's a hold when he's four dollars sixty or four dollars yeah, eighty so bet the over I'll be yeah. yeah backing hard at that price discrepancy that I've got. Um I think probably if he draws seven or eight Maybe I've got him around two to one, something like that. So that's factored into my price, 100%. Yeah. Um, and I also know that like, I could walk away watching that race and go, yeah, that, that was a fair possibility that was going to happen. He didn't get the run. Jamie's not a massive get out, like get the hell out of my way, push kind of jockey. She's going to ride and just be cute and that's what she does. And she's now more than ever. That kind of horse, she's just not going to barge someone out of the way. So... Mm. He's going to need luck. I get it. And there's going to be plenty of people against him because of that factor. But I just think he's the best horse in the race. And um, I'll be having the bet more or less on getting the luck. He gets the luck. I think he wins. He does have the turn of foot to get himself out of trouble. 
Oh, yeah, it's just a matter of, you know, there's horses that are going to be in front of him that, yeah. you know, might still be there at the 100, which makes it difficult. He needs something to to break open. To be honest, he needs the race to actually go really fast because then yeah. that piece of string actually becomes really long and then the yeah, gaps so, actually do yeah. really open up and that, that will help Jamie a lot. But if the race is really compact and they, they just do have a bit of a slowdown maybe from the 800 to the 600, then I think he's in a world of hurt. Because, yeah, he's got a great turn of foot, but he's, he can't jump him. So I think we need it to go far. If they go pretty quick, that probably sets it up because I think the holes develop in the race. Yeah. One thing I will say about drawing barrier one here in an Oakley plate, it's a lot better than drawing one in, say, a Moya around the valley. Uh, I think the gaps will they, – they usually break up a lot, especially in an Oakley plate if it's fast run, as Jules has said. I that. still think Barrier One's good for him because he's a fucking nut job. Still, he hasn't put it all together, so like yeah, the rail's going to be good for yeah. him. But I think also in that, like he's been, he's had time off. He's in such a good camp. Like they, they, they mm. definitely would have worked with him. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I would hope that that camp would. You trust the camp in this scenario? They're just so good. Yeah. Um, so that's got to be factored in as well. You know, this is this is not a camp that hasn't won a Group yeah. One before and hasn't had these kinds of horses before win these kinds of races. They've done it, you know, multiple times. So, you know, that's that again. I think that's when we're doing our form. We have to factor those things in, and I'm trusting all those, all those little parts of it. Yep, uh, I'm back in two horses here. The first of those, I'm going to give a shout out to. I'm not sure if he wants one, but he's going to get one anyway. Nick Bollard messaged me during the week. He said, "So and so bookie has this mare wrong." There was a bookie that put up twenty six dollars for Benedetta uh, in the all in market, so I've taken that. Uh, I think she's just about the map horse. She draws barrier five. Um, and I think there's just a real sense of timing about her. She gets in with 53 kilos. I think that's perfect. Daniel Stackhouse gets down to ride the weight. And some of her form last prep was really, really good. I thought the third, or was it? A, yeah, it was a third uh, in a fast run Bobby Lewis behind uh, King of Sparta was really really good work and her Caulfield form she she gave Paracel a cold one day here as well so I've got her actually on top just from a map perspective I just think she is I just think she's the safest bet from a map perspective um, and I'm also backing Sharipa this horse has just gone to another level the last few starts and Bot sort of joked about it being Geetra 2.0 um, which is certainly not that. But that last win at Flemington, I know he only beat a current in Crosshaven, but he gave him an absolute cold. He looked like a proper group horse doing it. 55 kilos, so he's probably not as well weighted as he would have been a few starts back, but we've seen it now. He's put down two really good figures uh, and drawn wide at Caulfield. I don't think it is a massive disadvantage. So those are two I'm backing. Uh, King's Gambit, if he gets out to $5, I could probably have something small just to chop. But I think, yeah, as, as Jules said, barrier one, Jamie Carr, she's not a rider who has wanted to take gaps since she came back, and which is completely fair enough. We know what she's been through. Um, so that's less than ideal. And I, as Fura was the one I wanted to put the pen through straight away, I thought she had all favours first up. She had the perfect run of a slow tempo and 57.5 kilos. I just don't think it is a winning weight for her. So I'm against her. I'm back in four and eight. Could shot 15. I'm happy to be – I'm having three bets in the race. Two of them have already been mentioned. I'm backing King's Gambit. Um, I just I just hope he steps 
relatively clean. As I alluded to before, I don't think the barrier one is, yeah, it's less than ideal a little bit, but I kind of like the idea that he can just follow the rail and and I still think he's a bit of a nut job. Whether the times um, helped that and, and smartened him up a little bit, who knows? But um, yeah, I'm still happy to be with him. Yes, Jamie might have to push out and she might be a little bit reluctant to, but for a horse who's got 50 kilos on their back, I wouldn't really want anyone else on him in the same sense. I think she's probably the best jockey that could ride that weight. So I do hope she's the right girl for the job. I'm happy to be with Benedetta. I think she gets a lovely map. Um, there's a sense of timing here. I also think she's going to be fit enough to go here first up. She's chasing that elusive group one. So to me, it'll it'll baffle me if she's not here to play, um, getting so well set up in a group one here. And I'm going to cop it for this. And this is going to look like I'm just sticking up for the hand that feeds me sort of stuff. But I do think Mornington Glory <laughs> is going to get a perfect run in transit. And he like he gets a well, relative weight swing to last start. He was beaten two lengths by Kalos. Now he gets six kilos off him. And he gets five and a half kilos off as for being beaten a length. He's going to get a dirty suck run in behind him with Dirty Dino on. I just think he does have a lot of things in his favour. Yes, he's got to go to a new peak. <laughs> to to be in the finish here and he, he probably isn't at this level and he may not ever be but I like the, the cards couldn't have fell any better for him I do think he um he will get his chance and I had the bet a couple of weeks ago I had him top five into into Mr Brightside and I'm, I'm happy to have that same bet again I think I honestly think in my heart of hearts he's a he's a great top five chance you'll get better Punters, don't well, don't take twenty threes. You'll get better. No, I haven't. No, I haven't backed him. I'm going to have something small the, the win. I probably should have taken a bit of fifty ones, but I thought, well, Gav Group One winner, uh, Gav Group One runner. He has to be a big price, but he's being kept pretty safe at the moment. So yeah, I I expect him. He probably should be about forty to one, I reckon. And if he gets at the forty to one, we'll hopefully get close to four dollars top five, and, and I'll be pretty happy with that. Tickle pink, one could say. <laughs> but. Yeah, I um, I I I want to. I don't know. I, I I haven't bet in the race yet. Kings again, but I I'm, I'm iffy on. I, the more I look at the last start win, the last, that it was on a fast two. The the track raced as if it was a fast two, and and the last sort of eight hundred, they they essentially put him in a headlock to the back of the field, and he ran straight past the horse that won the Cornwall. So, um, yeah, I, I think. I don't, I don't want to bet now, but I think like five dollars on the day. I think is five fifty. I, I was I was sort of keen earlier in the week when I saw her, but then I thought I just with the first up run, I thought maybe she could step, but it was it was slowly run and she just didn't do anything. Like the market loved her, which was and and, and maybe that's even worse. She was like, rather weak. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and what I'm saying is because the market loved her so much, maybe that's a negative because the market obviously had her go into her best and maybe she's just not at her best. So, um, yeah, I, um, I think chain of lightning is a big price. She started $7.60 bet Ferris pan this race last year. She obviously was second up last prep, but, um, 35s. I know it's Moody's not Moody and Coleman. They're not at all training there, but like that, they're having a bit of a cold patch at the moment and Heffel's, I don't think has run up. I don't think she's, I don't have the numbers on me right now, but I don't think she's ridden a winner in the last 50, but, um, 
35s, I'm happy to play that um, if they go way too quickly and she's just sort of slingshotting um, from barrier 10. I, I don't think that's the worst bet in the world. Um, but, yeah, if I get five 550 king scan, but I'll probably end up having a bet. But, um, yeah. And I couldn't talk about a Benedetta, Sharipa, Kalos, like, that they're all there thereabouts. Like it, it's a real opinion sort of race, and um, yeah, if you want to have an opinion, like you really couldn't talk anyone out of anything, really. Like it's, it's a, a great race. Yeah, and then the handicap is like this is a great whoever's done whoever the handicap is doing this is this is a belter because no. So the reason you, why the, the reason why the weights are as they are because they have to have a natural top weight. So every yeah, I know, but what I'm saying three is, and a half kilos. Yeah, but like purely off their last start ratings, like if, if you have like a weight for age ratings like it, it's all it's a it's a very even sort of thing if you if you don't sort of um, oh yeah customize if it's it, if it's that weight for age morning to glory's got absolutely none horses yeah, like yeah. that who That's horses what I'm like saying, that man. yeah 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 it's good but there's yeah. plenty of weight for age racing there's not much handicap racing so it's all part yeah. of the parcel trying to be hat it. tip david hagan uh jules we'll go a little quick fire around the grounds because i think that's that's the Caulfield deep dive sort of wrapped up. What else are you feasting your eyes on? Um, I'm interested in the first. Uh, Glentonaeus has been really good, but it comes back to 2,000 metres. Its last three wins have been over 17, like in between runs, 17 days, 11 days, 9 days, and now goes 54 days. Now, I know it's going to be fit like with the residual, but I just thought at that price I was happy to be against. I'll probably have something Mankayan who seems to be a profile horse that third up 2,000 metres go time. Happy to have something on it. And look, flash feeling for me, I know probably people will say, oh, you've got to be kidding, but just gets easy in front. Jamie on, soft hands. Mm. Just did a few things wrong last start when it was absolutely hammered. I just saw it. Maybe play with those two. Um, I think race two is a really good race. Midtown boss, um, the wide draw doesn't worry me around the shoot. We've spoken about that a lot. Right price. I've got no edge on the price, but I think it's the most likely winner. So happy to have something on, but absolutely petrified of King. And people go, you've got to be kidding as well. But here's oh, the fucking thing. Hell. The King's just if, got that if, number. I think it was July Caulfield, 1100, that just was enormous. And people go, yeah, mm. but whatever. I mean, it's last five, the five starts after that, it started no bigger, I think, than $4.40 in the market. So the market believes that that number was right. And it's just one of those ones that the setup, it could, like if I'm betting into the race, mentally, I have to have something on Kin as well because he could be the one that could storm over mid, um, mid-summer boss. But I thought that were the... Oh. The two races I sort of wanted to play in, you know, those other races I'm, I'm happy to leave because I just thought there was too many unknowns that I knew about. I think they'll be really great races to be with the horses coming out of them. Um, but uh, just for Saturday, that's where I was looking. Yep. I'll go next. Uh, best bet does come up in race two. I am with Midtown Boss. Uh, gee, I thought his last run was just the perfect platform going into this. Albeit shattering. Yeah, shattering that he got beat. But Ray Magnerio is no slouch. He's $10 in an Oakley plate. Midtown boss was uh, five weeks between runs there, and he did all the chasing. Stacky sort of hunted him up, hunted him up from a, a low draw, and they went at a, a decent pace for the class. 
I think John White here is actually going to be a positive. He'll just let him find his feet, and I think he can be storming over the top of him. I think he's going to show that natural improvement. He might have just been a touch flat. He might have just peaked on the run that last 200 metres last start. So pretty keen on him. I agree, Jules, that Keen is – I know she's an enigma, but she's probably the danger. And Nico, this is this is the race that I was actually asking you about using a Ned's backup because I think Midtown Keen beats boss, me. I will be off that bridge without the fucking leg rope. I'm telling you. I'll be sick I'll, as well. Beats oh. us, but I, I wouldn't say it couldn't happen because Nick Ashman talks about it, and I know Jules is big on this as well. She's an acceleration horse, gets in on 54 kilos, and she's got the big, big track and trip figure. So wouldn't be a complete shock. Race 10, I'm happy to butter up on number 10, Eternal Flame. Gee, this was a sick watch last week, and I know we've got to take a much lesser price than we did last week, but I'm still hoping we get sort of better than $4.00. Um, she returns to the scene of her demolition victory two starts back and she's proven she's well up to this grade. Revolutionary Miss won't get the same charm run she did last time. So those are my two others at Caulfield. We go to Sunday. We get to see the Cox Plate champ, Romantic Warrior. He's drawn Barry 11-11 in the group one there. But we're getting too old, even money. So this, this is a horse who's got fantastic tactical speed and he's been back home for quite some time now. So J-Mac, join 11-11. He'll probably still find the 1-1 for fun. Um, the danger, I sort of think um, the market has it a little bit wrong. Voyage bubbles $2.20, which seems extremely short given he's more proven at a mile than 2,000 metres. I thought... So I found something out doing some digging this afternoon. Yeah. The trainer didn't ever want to go to the 2,000 metre race. He wanted to go to the 1,400 metre race versus Lucky Swain S. Lucky Swain S, yeah. Owner pressure because they're going to Dubai after this. Yeah, right. No, I'd love to see it. They're taking on Romantic Warrior, which is huge, but the market is skewed way too much to Voyage Bubbles. Uh, that's clearly just recency bias off his last victory over the mile. I'll be back in Romantic Warrior. I actually think the danger is probably straight Aaron, and you could have a saver at $13. We know he was incredibly unlucky in the Hong Kong Cup. So Bowman on, straight Aaron, uh, he's a talent. $13 is a little bit big. And then the only other horse I wanted to back was on Saturday in New Zealand. Race 7, Ataki, Desert Lightning, draws one, number one Saddlecoff. This is the horse that beat Legato fair and square last start at Allersley on Karaka Millions Day. Led them up, or sort of sat second on a pretty decent tempo and comes back to a race which is much easier so draws barrier one just going to get the charm run and he beat her by two lengths fair and square last start so he looks a good way and two dollars sixty could probably mark him a little bit shorter than that even so those are my bets around the country yeah i'll go next uh best of the day race two midtown moral for me buttering up again i think it was just a bit of a case of second up syndrome and he just found one better um on the day last start, as you said before, Benny Ray Magnario's near on single figures in an Oakley plate. So it wasn't like he was beaten by a squib. I just trust CSP. And I think we get a fantastic opportunity to reinvest and collect here. Um, I think he's a group class horse against benchmark uh, horses. So I'm, I'm relatively keen there. I've got a little roughy. My best value of the day in race three this is one of Bot's girls. Um, Number eight, Sparkling. I thought there was probably an opportunity to have a bet here because I think Autumn Angel is probably the best horse in the race, but 
first up, 1,400 metres. We'll get better over further. I think Sarasana is a talent, but like $12 sparkling on an each-way basis, I thought she should probably be that $7 mark. Like Pure Paradise got all the form in the world, but it fell in, in the um, maiden at Packenham last Thursday night. And Sassy Boone, like she got beaten in a 58 two starts ago. Sparkling, albeit she doesn't have very strong form, but three back, two lengths beaten by Otago. I'd argue that's probably the best form in this race. Went to Cranbourne for a kill and then, um, yeah, she only just got beaten by a narrow margin by Wardlords, who has shown that he's got some ability when he decides to show up. So I think she's she's going to get a gun run from two. Um, she might possibly even lead him up here. Yeah, I think if they want to win the race, they'll lead here on her. Um, I think that's a good shout. I think Malamon... Yeah, I think he's going to go forward, and I just think she's a very, very easy bet to have. Like, I can pen Pure Paradise, Sassy Boom. I think she should be closer to half the price she is. I think think you just get an opportunity to have a bet. And then we go to the last. I want to forgive the class mayor of the field, potentially. Wrote to Arataki. Yes, she was disappointing last start, but she improves into her prep. They said that she was going to always improve the further she goes in the preparation, and you're getting like $10 here. You're getting an each-way price about probably the best horse in the race. She's going to improve second up. I just think up to 1,400 metres, maps well. If you're with her last start at, you know, $3.350, just a a no-brainer bet for me. Um, $10, you'd be crook if she wins. Yeah, there's a couple of horses in here. I think Eternal Flame, yes, Unlucky last week, but you are paying a bit of a premium this week. Revolutionary mm-hmm. Miss, well, pff, there's two of her. She got her birthday again last week to dirty suck up the fence for D. Is she going to get that again? I don't think so. Um, I'm happy to take a set against running by Forbidden City there. Um, yeah, they're both as horses taking up a bit of percentage. So I think Rota Arataki, again, probably should probably be that 6 or $7 mark. It is a competitive race. She's no moral, but I think she's a bet. So I think you can have something on her, a couple of value bets. And I've got one more in Sydney uh, in the Hobartville. Number seven, Celestial Legend. I wanted to be against Tom Kitten. I'm of the opinion that he gets better as the races get further. Mile plus um, for him. NCAT, never been one of mine. Les Vampires. He's, he's a level below, I think, him and Ducas. I just think Celestial Legend, inferior going last start, going to improve up to 1,400 metres. Look, am I terrified? K-Mac, Rose Hill, Barrier 10, fucking oath I am. But I, I think you're getting a price to have a bet. He's going to handle soft ground. Um, and I just think this horse has got a bit of talent. So nearly a bit of D-Day, and that's probably a bit harsh to say for a $9 chance in a in a group two race against his own age. But I think this horse has got more ability than what he's shown us so far. And um, I think he's, he's an easy bet to have at $9. So a bit of value for me. Sweet as Will, have you got anything else around the country? Friday fill-ups? Um, yeah, I'm going to back um, Fire Vatner in race three at Mooney Valley. Um, is she too short or is she just a mile? No, nah, I think she starts odds on. Okay. Um, and I'll back... Um, I'll back Sparkling at the, the race Nico talked about earlier. Um, three what else? 
And I know, I know. Um, that's hot. I love that. That's fantastic. I know Jules doesn't like um, Dunk Callan the first, but I, I thought, I thought it was um, not not the worst bet ever. Flash no, yeah, back I, last I, time. Yeah, I hope I he's not too bad. He's fucking three dollars. Just at the price. Like if it gets to four twenty, four forty, it becomes something that I have to have something on in that race. I'm just hard against. Yeah, 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 yeah. I um, yeah, I backed it last time. Like the market hated it last time. Um, but I, I thought it, it it went well enough last time, and the splits were were good enough. And there's, yeah, I don't know, like a even Ash run. Um, but yeah, I, I understand the push for flash feeling. You got Keen last time, and then the the form yeah. through independent road. And that, that was a big rating too back at um, Mooney Valley. But, um, and obviously his best form is that 2000 meters. So um, yeah, I, I'm iffy on, I'm iffy on Dunkel. If I get a little bit better, maybe a 350, I'll, I'll have something there. But, um, but um, it, even almost like um, in race number two, um, Midtown boss is one that I could back. I've got it 340. I could, I could back it gets out a bit but a horse like Brereton who um he went around at 955 and no intent like they just chucked put him at the back and he's not a 955 horse around the valley but the splits there were quite good and um his best form is 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 up to this this grade or if not it's he's not a $34 chance I thought he was more like a a $12 chance so um yeah I, I liked him um and yeah that's about it, I think, really. Um, oh, and Shuffle Dancer in the last um, is one I could get involved in. I think she's a she's an opportunity because I think she's she's never really been put into when she has. I don't really know what I'm saying, but it's forty dollars. Forty dollars is too big. I, think, <laughs> I did. Yeah, I looked at, you don't need to justify what you're doing. Who cares? Just yeah, I, that's the thing. It. Like, yeah, I looked you, at her as well, but I just think she she might just need the run. Yeah, I think she's a seven dollar chance, and that's the reason you should back her. Yeah, right. There you go. I don't know. Can't win the go. narrative. Yeah. All right. She's been a good go. horse to this panel. She has, but the Moody Moody Coleman camp. I just don't know if they've been fresh first up lately. Well, Kat's no, got a bit of a rev up last week, so she should be starting to stride forward. <laughs> from the Packenham King, from a fellow. What do you call yourselves? Pack a pack an Amy, pack a shit. I don't know. Pack of prince. <laughs> All right, let's get to what do we call it? Backlay prey. Uh, we need a best bet, a best value, and something you're sticking the sword through on Saturday. My best bet is obviously race two, Caulfield number seven, Midtown Boss. Uh, my best value. I'll make it Benedetta. I mean, subs have got $26 in the Oakley Plate. Race nine, Caulfield, the eight. And a horse that I want to be against. I think I'm going to make it Brave Mead, to be honest. Race four, Caulfield, Brave Mead. Uh, I'm back in two to beat him. It's not a confident lay, but as Nico would say, burger the lot. Jules? Uh, let's lay Glentonaeus in the first Let's make our best King's Gambit and hopefully we get the luck. And at value, let's make it in the diamond, even though I'm keen on uh, Lady of Camelot. Let's play with um, Fearless. Let's have something on Fearless as well. Huge. Massive. Mm. Uh, I was, uh, my... race... There you go. 
Midtown Moral, race two, my best. Race three, sparkling, my prey, and boring, but brave mule is my lay of the day. Same as you, Benny. Happy to take him on. Yep. Um, my best is race race five, the two, um, Caracas and um, and United Kingdom. I'll, I'll say sparkling. I like, I like sparkling. And I'll make my lay on Friday night. I think Rise at Dawn, the last 400 metres is really strong. And it's a three-year-old and it's progressive. So I, I could be in trouble here. But um, they completely gifted it to it. And... Um, yeah, I think two two dollars two two thirty five is best price now. I think I think it has to get out from that price. I think Georgia get mad. Um, no, I think Georgia get mad and and Jupiter's can, can be the two that I'll, I'll back to what be. Race in, number but, is that bot? Mooney value race four, number four. Race but, four. All right. Yeah, I think yeah. I think yeah, the, the splits were good, but it's going to cop a whole lot of pressure compared to what it did last time. All right. Oh, Georgia, Sweet. Georgia get mad's due for another payday for you, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to back it. Yep. few questions before we completely wrap up on the flat. Uh, Jules thought he'd gone off the grid. Good to see the man is still throwing bones to us desperates. So there you go. Not a question, but a statement. It's just a statement, isn't it? It's just a statement. <laughs> yeah. Isaac Fry, what horse do you think will make us the most money this year, Jules? Oh. Um, okay. Hopefully this year, this year, there'll be a horse called Marwalik. Will make you the most money. Oh, there you go. All right. Sam Battalato says, Jules, you're the king. Oh, uh, yeah. Lots of love here. Sling Ty them. says, I'll sling them. <laughs> <laughs> Ty says, small cat, referring to me, uh, P U S S, you know the rest. Um, asked Jules if he would have taken the bet. So Tyson owns Mr. Brightside, very lucky. And he wanted to have a, a large bet with me that Mr. Brightside will beat Fangirl. Next start, would you have taken that bet? As in, you're on Fangirl and he's Mr. Brightside. Am I him or am I you? You're me. You've got Fangirl. He's got Mr. Brightside. It's all in. You don't know the conditions. You don't know the track. <laughs> Mate, he should just celebrate the fact that he's got Mr. Brightside in ownership. Right? Just, just <laughs> let that go. Like, that's fantastic. What a, what a sensational setup that is. Um, yeah. If I didn't know the conditions, oh, I'd say Fangirl, but they're both quality horses. Yeah. I didn't take the bet because I just, I just know what uh, it's going to happen on Queen Elizabeth Day. It's going to be a heavy 10, isn't it? Well, yeah, I think that's a good price. That'd be, that'd be two's on now, I think. I'd take that price. <laughs> Coops Owen, anyone else get turned on listening to the potty intro? Thanks very much. Coops Owen, what's your best futures bet you've ever got, Jules? You might have answered this one already, but... Yeah. He's, got 50, he's got $51 for high octane in the Donned. In the Blue Diamond? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, that's a, that's a nice price. Um, I obviously well documented, I think, that I got 100s incentivized, uh, got 100s cross counter. When it, well, no, not 100s cross counter, we actually backed it on the, before the day. Um, yeah, incentivized clearly is the one. That was, but also got Hitotsu after it won a Donald Maiden. I think we got in the, in the 41 derby? and 26 for the Derby, the big Derby that year. So been a bit lucky with that. Yeah, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> Jules, brave me by how much, says Ryan Deeth. I think you, you've said your thoughts there. Jules, can you tip us a winner because Bot is leading the team down at the moment, says Ryan. <laughs> so there you yeah, go. Well, I've tried, um, but I'm sure we'll come back with a vengeance this week and he'll be he'll tip the card 
Oh, uh, how did Quickster get beat <laughs> on Wednesday? Did uh, you see that? Yeah, I actually saw it and I was like, yeah. it's a nice horse. And I looked at yeah. it and I circled it as to, uh, and then I obviously was doing something stupid and didn't see that it sort of got beat. So um, that's bizarre in itself. <laughs> Horses, huh? <laughs> why, why, why do we bet on them? Can you explain that to Yeah. Me? Good question. Well, we just want to look smart, I think. Yeah, well, good way to not look smart. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. We're clearly not <laughs> living very example smart of that, guys. So, <laughs> RD's got one more. Jules, are you impressed that Nico made it on the pod this time? <laughs> well, to be honest, I preferred it when he was traipsing around Sydney. <laughs> so did I. Sort of hanging out at King's Cross with chaps on you always a chance something happening. So, uh, um, oh, yeah, anyway, hopefully, hopefully um, in the spring we can, you know. Yeah. We might all go up to the spring for the Everest or something. That might be good. Oh, good there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Lock it in. Yeah, but would you have – this is Tyson Hunter, but would you say four minds are important? Undoubtedly, you'll say yes. Hey, Fat Cat is racing in a group one. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I backed Hey, Fat Cat in a Mooney Valley maiden or something at 126 to one and it ran up past. I did, it wasn't going to win, but, like, you know, here we are now. It's a futurity, so – you know one thing that is for certain, Hey Fat Cat is going to be in front of Mr. Brightside. So yeah, at some point, yeah. At, at some, some stage, point, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so going owners, very well, very very well. I can assure you of that. Make yeah. sure the owners you get a photo at the four hundred because uh, it could look pretty good. <laughs> Headed in the winning post. Uh, Cooper Selwyn, do you watch or listen to any specific racing programs? Jules, do you focus your attention on anything else uh, besides racing previews? <laughs> yeah, obviously racing previews is right up there. Um, I try and I try and just I've tried to just move myself away from it. Um, sometimes I get frustrated listening. So uh, mute's my favourite friend. To be honest, I like watching and muting. So I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's the right answer for that. But um, listen to a podcast on mute. Yeah, yeah. You sort of get the vibe of it, I reckon. Sometimes when you do that. Anyway, oh, that's uh, yeah, can't help you out with that one. That's all right. We've only got two more questions. So, Riley Stoddart, have the authorities apprehended Chris Waller yet? They came out and said Salt Coats, running, James Mack, Donald booked, all in backers, <laughs> bet from 13 into, into four, I think, and um, scratched or didn't accept Wednesday. What are your thoughts around that, Jules? Just don't bet all in? Yeah, I think it's it's by beware, isn't it? Hence why you probably get inflated odds. Um, that's That's the game. Yeah, I think if you're going to play in that space, you got to live by the sword, you die by the sword. You're going to get better prices, but you're also going to get burnt yeah. many, many, many times. Um, that's just part of it now. Suffer um, for punishment. Yeah, and that, and that's and that's all part of it again. Why do we yeah. do this again? That's just, racing. Just with pain. Aft cabin was another one, Nico. I had to bring it up. Very sorry, but why'd you fucking do it? Man? Didn't accept for the Oakley Plate, and Damian Lane is left without a ride. So there you go. 21s into tens. Uh, and the last one is from Kyle Wilkendorter at Nico N I C K O. Well, I'm not already going to fucking respond to this. Anyway. I'm hosting a going away party for alcohol free. You're invited. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol free. Right now, you're doing ambassador sort of appearances. This is great. <laughs> this is the start of something here, mate. This is the start of something. Oh, is this yeah. is this about the year long thing that I don't know? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, Nico with a K. Punish, you gotta get around it. He absolutely loves it. So send in your questions to Nico with a K. He loves it. 
Yeah, patience will wear thin and your question won't be fucking answered. <laughs> there you go. Jules, it's been great having you back on, mate. Uh, will you be on course or are you staying away from the track this week? I will um, for 2024 be on the track probably once and it will be on Saturday. So if you're there, <laughs> I will come and have a drink with you. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Well, I certainly won't be missing it. Uh, Nico, Will, I don't know what you're doing, but uh. I'll be there. Yep. No, it's a ripper day. It is. It's a, it's a good autumn day. So, um, you know, obviously you could say you want a few more good horses in the futurity or whatever it might be, but we've got what we've got. Let's hope the track races really well and let's hope we take some cash. Beautiful. Well, thanks very much for coming back on, mate. Uh, good luck this weekend, punters, of course. We'll be back next week for the new market handicap and the Australian mm-hmm. Guineas at Flemington. Absolutely cannot wait for that. I think it's just the Australian guineas. I think they've separated that. But anyway, I don't want to like you know take your thing off. I think is it in, is it in two weeks? Week. The new market in two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll call it the new market in two weeks, punters. <laughs> Do it twice. <laughs> you might be a chance of getting the winner. I'm out. Super Super Saturdays. <laughs>